another season with us. New cards! Welcome to the first episode of Spoiler Season Amonkhet. Uh, we're your hosts, Ryan. And Katie. And we are sponsored by Flipside Gaming. You can check them out at flipsidegaming.com and... And New England Comics in Brookline. You can check them out at Facebook at NEC Coolidge and come play some magic with us. There you go. So, uh, Katie, for those first-time viewers of ours... Um, something wrong you made a face well you said viewers again and their listeners but we went over this last season it's because people view their viewers with their ears katie they they watch the podcast with their ears all right well for those of you who have eyeballs in your ears yeah, and somehow right. you know hear sound waves that's right uh what, what can our viewers expect this season well, besides action and packed full of action so much action uh so as the spoilers come out every day we will discuss each card that comes out how we think they might impact standard modern uh what to look for in limited and um you know what cards we think are cool flavor but really we, we try to keep you up to date with every single day what's new what's cool and uh what changes we think might be in in the works that's right that's right so why don't we get start with uh one of the more controversial elements of Amonkhet? yeah the masterpieces yeah so masterpieces have been uh you know a staple of the last two blocks um and or, yeah two blocks and two blocks, uh yep and this will, is, will be a staple going forward yeah and this is the first time that they've I mean, th- these frames look very very different from anything else right i mean so the previous masterpiece actually in kaladesh when i think back like the frame is very like intricate it looks filigree yeah filigree right which is very kaladeshi it's just it didn't look that different from your classic magic card the frames for the amonkhet masterpieces which are called invocations are really really different they're 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 like almost 3d like you're looking through a window and the sides are where you see the color and the symbol the mana symbols are are just this like the same color as like the stone in the back. Fun fact: If you do a reverse image search on an, uh, one of these cards, you get Yu-Gi-Oh cards, <laughs> which uh, you know I th- is pretty appropriate. Maybe that's what Wizards is going for. They kept trying different frames, reverse image searching them until eventually they got one that produced uh, a card from the Egyptian themed card game uh, for the Egyptian world. Well, that does seem appropriate. These, these frames are super Egyptian. They're really cool. They're just so, so you different. Like you like them? Well. A lot of, let me tell you, the internet is very angry, Katie. I know. They're enraged. Yes. Well, the internet does tend to be an angry group. And are you you angry about this? No, I I think they're very different. I liked the in-person view that I saw better. Someone held one up uh, on on like a Twitter GIF. They Mm -hmm. were rotating it and you could see the foil. Um, I like that they're they're cool flavor wise. They're reprinting cards people like. The the main problem is you really it's so hard to read the title of the card and the type of card, but the text of what the card does is very very legible. So well, according to Watsi, that's what they were going for. Right, uh, someone so. asked them. They said, "Yeah, no, we wanted the text to not be readable upon yeah, first glance." Ch- challenge accomplished. A lot uh, of people that think a that's a bad questionable goal. goal right, but right. They did it. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know. You know, it's a flavor win. They're they're trying something really different. I think it's nice that they really try to keep the game like different and exciting and innovating. And you know, we don't want magic to get stale. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> and looking at standard, oh. not stale at all. Oh, not stale yes. at all. Quite yeah, the last topic. thing we want. So uh, yeah, the, the other thing about these frames, um, or is sorry, these masterpieces, is that they are not 
as uh, mechanically cohesive as the last two. Definitely right? not. They were, the last one was like artifacts, and the one before that was lands. And this one is instants and sorceries and, and now some, some creatures. creatures. Yeah, so apparently the story behind that is that wizards started off uh, making this a instants and sorceries themed one, but then they wanted to have the gods as masterpieces, and they wanted to have more stuff so it ended up kind of they said showcasing the uh, spell suite of each of the gods um from which we can draw the conclusion that the green god spell suite <laughs> is just neglect yep yep yeah but check these out there are a lot of reprints that uh people i think are excited about cryptic command that's it cryptic command you know i don't <laughs> the really... only one you care about <laughs> i don't play a lot of modern so you're supposed to jump these in i now. mean a lot of these aren't even in modern really are they yeah. like, like you can't mind twist someone in modern. in modern oh you force of will people in modern no, i said worship oh worship. well you, you who do you worship in modern myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I yeah i like it um i like uh as well the is counterspell a big deal that feels like it should be a big deal it's not in modern oh no no but in and i don't know you oh know. well people i mean it doesn't see play really in anything i mean not in legacy or you know vintage or modern or standard or right. anything so it's just sort so. of like the classic blue yeah it's a classic you know plays. but like if you play it casually or you play i don't know is it it's probably been a common so it's maybe it's in popper i don't know popper but yeah that it's cool it has it cool might art. be played in a format you guys yeah uh so there's a lot of cool art for this stuff um the nice thing too is the multicolored cards like maelstrom pulse and vindicate uh show the two gods of that color smiting down mm. you know a thing yeah. uh, i do think the art is really cool Actually, i think the yeah, days the days has on. beautiful art i think most of these have really beautiful art there are a lot of you know random boloss horns thrown in which yeah, yeah seems yeah. par for the course in this set i like days i like uh counterbalance i like wrath of god oh i like spell pierce and i like uh containment pre containment priest it's very symmetric i like symmetry it's yeah gorgeous. i'm also a big fan uh, a big fan of mind twist yeah very very creepy this like shadow coming out like his own shadow from the sand coming around to yeah it could even be death shadow who knows who knows so that's the masterpieces now we're going to move on to the uh, real cards in the set so oh and we have some new mechanics we do have some new mechanics yes uh, that's so right. uh we'll start with the not, card. not the kaladesh kind of mechanic where like they fix uh vehicles spaceships and stuff uh-huh uh-huh yeah. and it begins uh yeah so we'll t- we'll talk about the mechanics and context of some cards so to start one of the this is a game day promo this is the top eight promo for game day Ooh. glory bringer glory sorry you're singing <laughs> out you know, anything this seems gotta bring him glory i feel like worshiping okay mm-hmm. okay yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty good i i can't wait honestly to see at the pre-release someone pull a worship and just be like you know, a couple of creatures, and then like turn four, cast worship. Yeah, and like that's Seems just gonna really be terrible. Good and limited. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like you. I don't know how you lose. I don't, I don't, you don't. Um, you so not. yeah, if you you're pretty <laughs> embarrassing. I cast worship, and then I was my opponent beat me with no no creatures, and I don't know how they killed me. <laughs> so Glorybringer is red red three, for a dragon. Uh, it's a four four with flying and haste, and you may exert Glorybringer as it attacks. When you do, it deals four damage to target non-dragon creature and opponent controls. So before we go too far, what is it? What is an exert, Katie? What does that mean? Yes. Um, so creatures may exert as they attack, and it's like they're putting an extra amount of effort into attacking really good. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, as a result, they become a little tired. You know. Oh, we'll so, see. So yeah, and uh, so they won't untap 
the next untap step. If you if you are a clever magic player, you may find other ways to untap them or give them vigilance. Or like have make just make it if they're I feel like if they're always watching for stuff, uh, then they won't have to tap. And you are terrible. maybe be fine with exert. Yeah. So um so basically all the exert, right, the, the downside is the not untapping. But they, they always give you some extra benefits. So here it's a pretty big benefit for I, I like, damage I like to target. Gear. Okay, non-dragon creature. I feel like that's not going to be yeah. a problem. Yeah, this so the last dragon really like this, the like the whole five mana, four, four flying haste, right, by itself, like that kind of rate with a, a good ability tacked on has been like pretty big. We had Thundermaw Hellkite first, then we had um, Storm Breath Dragon. And then after that, like, you know, Colagon saw a little bit of play, and like Thunderbreak Regent saw a little bit of play, but like I feel like this card is actually has the power level necessary to be really good, um, and I, I don't think it's unreasonable to expect that you could play this in a deck with where you you can curve always watching uh, into Glorybringer, and if you get this, like it's crazy. If you have the, those two cards together, um, certainly is not quite as good as like always watching plus Dragonlord Ojutai, but it's a five five, so it like beats Avacyn. Um, it beats no, this is a f- oh oh with, with always, with always watching, watching. It beats Avacyn, sure. it beats Heart of Kirin, and it just like kills something every turn. It's like a miniature Sky Sovereign. Yeah, I mean, deal four damage. I'm thinking in this format, it kills kills almost everything. everything. Yeah, I mean, okay, it doesn't kill Ishkana, but there aren't a lot of her. No, there's around. not a whole lot of little spiders around uh, in this format. But no. um, yeah, and it, like Ishkana can't block it if it's a five five. Always watching me. So right. I think the trick, I think like this thing is probably good enough by itself to be like a five mana. Uh, removal spell that then you know two turns later can also attack or kill something again um but i think really the payoff is i think while always watching is in standard you want to take advantage of that yeah now of even course, like cards playing... like blessed alliance get better where the untap mode becomes relevant yeah all of yeah a sudden. definitely no i think any ways that you can cheat to untap like exert at least on this card seems like a huge benefit um if we are talking like always watching glory bringer we have a double red mana symbol here we have a double white mana symbol on always watching that's definitely pretty much a strict red white deck because you're you're pretty greedy on man your it's colors. pretty good no you just run four spire four ether hub done yeah. four concealed courtyard just mardu build put in mardu yeah mardu and that's that's something we should talk about is like it's going to be a little tricky evaluating these spoilers because right now you know like about 40 35 to 40 percent of the metagame is mardu and about 25 percent is four colors sahili um standard is not in a great spot right now in my opinion um, because you can't really play anything that you want to. You're basically, right. if you want to win, you're kind of locked into playing one of those two decks. So a lot of these spoilers are going to be evaluated in terms of, well, you know, Marju might be able to play this, right? Right now it's only like three Avacyn. You can maybe do a, a split, a 2-2 split of Avacyn and Glorybringer or something like that, um, And depending on what kind of metagame you're expecting. But hopefully something will change. Yeah, um, I think we're we're both hoping... We're thinking that part of the Felidar Sikili combo will be banned. I hope so. Um, and then I, I don't know if they're going to do anything to Mardu. I'm just sad Gideon's still around for so long. I know. Well, you know, that's part of the problem of the, the longer rotations is they weren't planning to have Gideon around this long. Right. And, you know, Mardu, I think, would still be a good deck. I think it would still be around. But it would be significantly less powerful without the Gideon yeah. support. I, I personally think the issue with Standard as of late has been that like, I recognize the format needs to have a best card or a set of best cards, but it feels sure. like the um, difference in power level between the cards that are the top-tier best cards and then the other cards is substantial. Mm-hmm. Like, Heart of Kirin and Gideon are just way above... Emrakul, right? Are way above <laughs> the power level of the next cards down in that list. 
Um, right. And if you're not playing a deck with those cards in it, like, what are you doing? Um, so yeah. I, I oh wish that they would spread out the power a little bit more. So we saw there was a comment on one of the, was it a, one, one of the articles that we were reading? What were the? And there was a Connor Channel Fireball article. It was like, all your all your decks involve playing the good cards. Oh, fatal push. And fatal they all push. have Ballista. And they all Ooh. have, we're like, well, those are the best cards. Like, every competitive deck's is considering like this suite of cards of course they're all yeah i just wish there was more variety i wish yeah. that you could play a deck with like you know other uh, other cards and other i cards. hopefully they'll do a better job of that moving forward um i know that they've talked about answers being uh, needing yeah. to be better or more flexible which i think is a big part of it um right. a card like hero's downfall or pithing needle would make a really big difference in standard right now definitely right it's just hard because they plan so far ahead so even if they see the problems they can't do a lot right to, to fix them in the current. Right. So we'll, we'll just have to see. Going back to Glorybringer, um, card seems strong. Seems and pretty uh, glorious. I'm really, really excited to see what other, uh, the other exert abilities are. Um, yeah. I, I'm curious how they try to balance this. Like, you get this extra pretty good thing and, like, t- keep the creature tapped down an extra turn. Like, is that... It, we'll see how they choose to balance that mechanic. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um... All right, our next card is another dragon. This is the Archfiend of... It's not a dragon. Oh, he's a demon. He demon. looks like a dragon. He has wings just like... So do demons have wings too, mm. as do angels. You're going to call it angels dragons? Yeah, they're... They're, they're not. They're They're, not. they're they dragons of fire. They could. No. They used to. No. When? <laughs> I don't know. All right, fine. This is a demon. Archfiend Ifnir? Ifnir. Is that an eye? Ifnir. Yeah. Ifnir. Black, black, three. This Ifnir, is a... If, if near this Archfiend, you're dead. Probably not. Well, could be. All right, so it is a 5-4 flying. Whenever you cycle or discard another card, put a minus one, minus one counter on each creature your opponent controls, and you can cycle this for two. So cycling, Pumped. because people might not know what Pumped. it is. Pumped. Cycling, you you know, different costs. Typically, the kind of typical cost is you pay two, and you just discard it and draw a new one, a new card. Cycling is great. Um, Why it's is a way- it good? Because it just is, Katie. People love drawing cards. I am one of those people. Yeah, but you're not even drawing a card. You're discarding a card that you had to draw an okay, unknown card. So imagine card. this. Imagine this. Okay. We're late in the game. You're at, <laughs> yeah, late. Late. You're at like two life. Okay. Okay. Your opponent is at one. No, your opponent's at three. Okay. To make it even better. You, they, they have like just a, 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 a huge board. You're dead on the next turn. You got nothing. You taught, you have, uh, we'll say five mana. You draw Archfiend of Ifnir, and you're mm-hmm. like, dang it, this is not going to win me the game. So what do you do? You cycle it. And when you cycle it, what do you draw? Unlicensed Disintegration. And you do that with a clue, and they're dead. All right, so basically cycling is good. You know what? I just got to say, uh, I lost two games today to people <laughs> top decking, un- same person top decking Unlicensed Disintegration against me. You know who good you card. are. It was it was pretty fr- it was pretty sad pretty sad uh, I was like man that's such a good card such a good card it's really good I like it call it murder bolt all right well that was in the last set Archfiend is in this one yeah so cycling is good because it means that um, for a couple different reasons like in terms of control decks control de- and we're gonna get into the fact that there's they basically they printed a cycle of allied lands with cycling which is really huge because control decks are have to run a high land count. Because you need to actually hit your land drops in the early game. Because if you don't, you just die. Because you don't have anything to, to do. So, super important you hit your land drops. But then the cost of that is that in the late game, you flood. 
Um, and that's why, you know, control decks try to have a lot of card draw or card selection to make sure that they can mitigate the flooding. But cycling is such a good way to mitigate cycling, uh, sorry, to mitigate flooding. And also just to, like, sometimes you're looking for something, and if this isn't what you're looking for, replace it with something else. And for a cheap cost of two mana, it's really good. Um, cycling is great. Uh, in, in modern as well, Living End uses cycling to put creatures in the graveyard to then reanimate with Living End. Um, and they're cycling, just bring them closer and closer to one of the Cascade cards that let them cast it. So definitely be, uh, I think Living End already spiked or went up a little bit. So mm-hmm. uh, too late to kind of hop on that bandwagon. But you could look for Living End to be maybe getting a, a little bit of a boost. Um, but I, I'm excited for it just in, in Standard and the lands as well in Modern. I think that Modern Control decks will want a couple um, because they're fetchable. Well, we'll get to the lands in a second, but yeah. that's what that's that's cycling. All right, so new mechanic, or not new, returning mechanic. Returning, really yeah, good yeah. returning mechanic. Yeah, so very excited. And um, I, I have to say the one thing about this card, uh, so you get this benefit if, if you have the Drac Demon on the field that when you cycle a card... Uh, you put a minus one, minus one counter on each creature your opponent controls, mm-hmm. which is like, which could be really good. If you can cycle mm-hmm. a couple cards, this could be a board wipe, but it is particularly tragic because I play green, black snake. Yeah. Because this is really too many. There's a second mechanic here that's returning, which is minus one, minus one counters. And remind me, what is the rules text on the Oracle text on winding constrictor? Well, basically, it, it doubles all kinds of counters. So. All kinds? Katie, wait. What, is this, what does this mean? Yeah, so so instead of just getting one minus one counter... Oh, no. Oh, no! Snake is dead! Oh, no! We'll have yeah. to see how well they are. Uh, it also means that Walking Ballista uh, gets worse a little bit because... Um, yeah. When it, it, the rule, they changed the rules a while back for minus one, minus one, they and plus one some counters. Out. Yeah, where they just... Remove, they remove themselves if they're you have one of each on top of a creature. Right. Um, but so Archfiend, Archfiend of Ifnir is kind of odd because five mana for a five four flying that doesn't do anything when it comes down is underwhelming. Yeah. And you you need to cycle or discard to make it good. Cycling is probably most cards are going to cost mana to do, which means that you know if you want to play this on curve, you're not going to be able to do anything. Um, in terms of like cycling right away, sure, sure. Um, and then most discard outlets also cost mana. Um, the one Back exception in the I can days think of, of smuggler's copter. You I know. Could just can you swing imagine this with discard copter? for free? Yeah, I think the one exception is like if you could put this, depending on how hard you want to go into this like theme, and we'll have to see if there's support for it. But noose constructor is a free discard outlet, and if you oh, go yeah. archfiend of ifnir, dump my hand, wipe your board. Yeah, that's really good. Well, there no, actually, you know, in black, there's like a couple, right? There's the um, falcon wrath. Era Falcon Wrath. Yeah, but that's a one-time That's a one-time, sure. Like, but News Constructor lets you do it at instant speed on your yep, opponent's yep. turn um, and buff your Constructor as well. And yeah. instant speed board wiping is something that I like doing. Yeah. All right, well, we'll have to see on that theme. Yeah, I, I, really, I don't think the card will be very good, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, uh, the next card in the last mechanic we're going to discuss, this is True Heart Duelist. It's white one for a 2-2, so bare, but has some upside. It can block an additional creature each combat, and you can embalm for white two. What does that mean, Katie? What it embalm it? You wrap it up in gauze and turn it into a mummy. That's yeah. what embalming is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Sweet. So it, basically, you can pay the embalm cost while it's in the graveyard to bring it back to the battlefield um, as a copy of itself, uh, except it's a white zombie um, and it's a token. And it has no mana cost. Right, which they spelled out. 
quite explicitly. Yeah, yeah. I don't. We'll see why. I don't know. But well, I mean, you know, fatal push. Yeah, but Tyburn. Eh, whatever. So it comes back. That's this card. I think Embalm is really interesting. Like this is just built like really good card advantage. This is all of these Embalm creatures are going to be miniature scrap heap scroungers. Yeah. I hate scrap heap scrounger. I know. I and I think that. I know we have some, like, exiling effects in Standard, but, like, it just makes it harder for a good control deck to exist if we just have all of these creatures, you kill them, and then they just come back again. You have to kill them again, and then you're out of cards, and then you die to three twos. All right, so this might not be a control format, but this could be a good grindy format for Maybe. those mid-range We have games. noted in the, a lot of the commons or uncommons, too, that we have high toughness again as opposed yeah. to high power, yeah. uh, which they kind of changed from doing between the company days to Kaladesh and uh, Shadows, and then now it looks like they've gone back to some higher toughness creatures. They'll have to wait for more cards to see. But Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but the, I mean, this card seems great, and Embalm for 3 is a great price. You know, late game, um, I, I'm thinking particularly in Limited. Mm-hmm. Late game, you often have a lot of mana, nothing to do. Bring back a 2-2 that can yeah. block an additional creature. It's seems... a nice little mana sink, and it like it feels yeah. bad using a removal spell on it. Right, because um, it's just yeah. probably going to And it does back. look like it's only in white, so it won't be too oppressive widespread in every single deck. It'll be focused in decks that play white. But we've right. seen before that often, you know, when we had a certain format, you could easily just have every single deck need to play white. Um, <sighs> so true. we'll see. Oh, I one go... cool thing about this. Um, yeah, go ahead. White zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get white zombies for the first time. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Um, there's there's uh, one more kind of new mechanic type thing spoiled, uh, and this was... Oh, yeah. Dawn Dusk, uh, which I, I think what's it's called Consequences is the mechanic itself, yeah. where these are these weird split cards that you cast one side when it's in your hand and the other side can be cast from the graveyard and then you exile it. So um, the one that we have the example of is uh, the front side um, is white, white, two, destroy all creatures with converted mana cost. Uh, three or greater. Three or greater. Is that, that's the English, right? I just make sure we get this right. Yeah. Um, yeah, with greater than or equal to three. Good. Uh, and, oh, they're calling it Aftermath on here. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Aftermath. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the back side of it uh, is Dawn. So that was the Dusk was the front side. Then the when it's in your graveyard, you cast it and then exile it. Return all creatures with power less than or equal to two from your graveyard to your hand. So this is an interesting. I don't like how the card looks. Uh, even though like I personally liked how the masterpieces look and most people didn't. I'm on board with the fact that this card looks kind of ugly, but but I will say it has grown on me since then, um, where I think I, I appreciate the utility of having it kind of laid out this way, and I like that um, they're kind of using the split card format to do this kind of effect. Uh, I do think the, the awkward thing might be like, I know they want, it looks like they want this to be like, oh, when it's in your graveyard, you can just put it sideways and have this card stick out and look face up. Like, I can cast this. I probably won't do that because I always put my exile pile sideways. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's the intention here. I just like that, um, you know, while it's in your hand, you can see the part of the card you can cast because that part's upright. The other part of the split card is actually turned sideways. So I agree, I wouldn't turn this sideways in my graveyard because it'll look like it's exiled. But I think you can just put it either on the top of your graveyard or like spread out your graveyard in such a way that you can see these cards. Maybe even turn them upside down so that when your graveyard is splayed down you have these cards like the sideways portion showing on top Mm. um 
One thing to watch for too, a practical implication of these kinds of cards is something that would happen when we had split cards in the format is you would sometimes be able to tell when your opponent drew a split card because they would put it in their hand and then like rotate it at 180 or like they would kind of tilt their head sideways or like it's it's just something to keep in mind while you're both playing against people who have these cards in their deck and while you are drawing these cards to make sure that you don't uh, kind of give away too much information when you draw these. Sure. Um, Hopefully that won't be so much of a problem because the part that you can cast from your hand is upright. But Which is nice. Yeah, but it, it's probably important to evaluate what you're getting in the graveyard because that might influence when you take the Definitely. time to play it. What do you think of this card itself, Dawn Dusk? I mean, you know, board wipe for four potential. I mean, board wipe of probably the problem creatures i think is pretty good i don't i don't like it no why because it makes me sad because i i really want a four mana sweeper this is a four mana sweeper for aggro decks this is Uh, like oh i'm playing marty vehicles and i need to kill my green black opponent's board let me cast this this keeps all of my creatures all the marty vehicle stuff has four three power it doesn't has three power no it so scrap heap thalia um oh Toolcraft no. doesn't usually... Art- vehicles don't until combat, which you're not casting this. Yeah, yeah. Toolcraft Exemplar doesn't until combat. Gideon's indestructible. The Knights are 2-2s. Two Thraben Inspector's a 1-2. You can easily say, like, sure, Scrap Heap, but Scrap Heap comes back uh, yeah. and just cut the Thalias. Like, this is, a, this is a board wipe for aggro decks, and you can see that from the other side as well, which, Where oh no, I'm falling everything. behind. Just bring everything back from my... I, this is not, yeah, and like maybe if the format is becomes more mid-rangey, then this becomes a lot better for control decks, um, but for now it's, I don't know, it, it seems to be not a great solution to the kind of problem that I think that we have. Yeah. But cool card. Look forward to seeing other cards that have that kind of mechanic uh, with it, so that should be fun. Definitely. What's next? Uh, our next card is Oracle's Vault. This is a four-mana artifact. You can pay two and tap it, exile the top card of your library. Until next turn, you may play that card. Put a brick counter on Oracle's Vault. Uh, You can also tap Oracle's Vault, exile exile the top card of your library until end of turn. You may play that card without paying its mana cost. Activate this ability only if there are three or more brick counters on Oracle's Vault. So bricks are unique to Amonkhet. We're building stuff. We're building pyramids. There's going to be so many brick puns. People being like, oh, I bricked on this draw. Oh, that's I could, like, good. Put a brick on Oracle's Vault and be like, tap it. Oh, I really bricked on this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen as much as you think, but I kind of like it. Hey, when, you, when you're living on your brain is bouncing around with puns. No, I think people are going to make more jokes about Yu-Gi-Oh than about bricks. We Yu-Gi-Oh now, boys. <laughs> um, so, Do you think we'll have Exodia in the set? We can only hope. I would love if, like, Wizards, for comedic value, printed a seven-piece Exodia. That would be hilarious. I know. Well, the thing to do... would Traverse makes it possible. Oh, my gosh. We should do an episode of Spoiler Season where we just review an imaginary seven-card Exodia and talk about what kind of deck we would build with that. (laughs) Traverse? Is it playable in Modern? Is Exodia an artifact creature? Why? Well, that's... I mean, he looks kind of... Oh, I thought it didn't have a mechanically relevant if there was some trick Right, to... but like if you have multiple pieces, can you have multiple pieces Oh, maybe the pieces, pieces are cheap. Deck? If the pieces are cheap, you can use Dawn Dust to bring them all to your back to your hand and just insta-win. <laughs> this has potential. Anyways, uh, Oracle's Vault, I think, so when I first saw it, I thought, wow, this card is cool. It's kind of like the Chandra Plus, right, where you get to just kind of cast for free the top card of your library. Um, except... You don't cast for free with the Chandra. You still have to pay the mana cost. 
Yeah, sorry. Um, you get to see an extra card. Uh, sorry, yeah. So I'm, I'm talking about the fact that, like, it, when you're paying two and tapping it, you need to then cast the card with its mana cost. Oh, sure, okay. And the that's first similar card. to Chandra, yes. yeah. Yes. Except that you're paying two ahead of time, which is a problem. Yeah. But then later it gets better because then you get to cast it for free. But the problem is that the card is really slow. Like, you need to activate this three times, right? If there's three more break counters. Yeah, so you need to activate the first ability three times in order to do it. Or find a way to somehow, like, proliferate the number of counters on this. And we might have some more pseudo-proliferators, mm. um, which we've seen in uh, the previous set, Kaladesh Either Revolt. Yeah, if you could proliferate brick counters and get immediately to the second ability where you just tap, exile a card, and you can play it for free, that would be great. Yeah. But this is... Turn four, you do nothing, and then you're paying so two, and then you have to pay on top of that the mana cost. That's what I can't get past. Yeah. It's like, that. turn four, play this, nothing happens. Turn five, you, what, you're going to activate this? and I mean, so here, here's another thing. If you don't have anything to play, you can pay two, tap it, put a brick counter on it, and not cast the card, but just add a brick counter. But you still have to have that two mana to spare. Which seems, seems pretty sketchy. I yeah. think, like... And if you compare this to other four mana do nothings, right? Like <laughs> Panharmonicon. Exactly. If you can, that oh. was my first thought. If you compare this to Panharmonicon, Panharmonicon, you go turn four Harmonicon, turn five Cloud Blazer. Yeah. Gain four, draw four cards. Like that's so much better than turn four do nothing. Turn five. Get next. Now one. have three mana available, and and now I'm behind a turn, like two turns. Yeah. Like, I don't like it. Doesn't sound like it's gonna make it, but. And it dies to. Even all the artifact stuff, fragmentize, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I will be curious, though, to see what other, where where else we have brick counters coming Yeah, up. because if there's enough ways to proliferate counters, then, like, Oracle's Vault could become really good. Yeah. All right, next up, Impeccable Timing. This is a reprint. Yeah, it's... and then we have a bunch of, so, uncommons and uncommons that we're looking at now. Okay, yeah. Um, impeccable Timing, really solid and limited. I like the card. Uh, it was good last time. It'll be good this time. Um, although... You know, there's a lot of X4s, X5s so far, a common, uncommon. So eh, maybe not quite as good as normal, but I, I really like it. Yeah. So just a reminder, white one, uh, deal three damage, target attacking or blocking creature. So you might have to combine it with a with an attack or a block mm. in order to, to actually kill the creature. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. still good. Sixth sense is green enchantment aura. Uh, enchanted creature has whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. Uh, this... Uh has the aura problem ish where like it could be a two for one but so you need to get in one hit with this and it just replaces itself two hits and it's like green you draw two cards but like at the same time if you're getting in multiple hits with a creature like you're probably in a pretty good spot so you like you might not need six cents though it's probably good for staying ahead um the i can think of the like this being good when you are maybe in a blue green deck and limited, and you have, and a, lot you have a lot of like, yeah, weak flyers that deal like one or two. Then this becomes a, a like a pretty decent engine for drawing cards. Yeah, I mean it's nice that it's just green, but as you said, the aura problem of like if you don't get in any hits, you've just wasted a card, and you know yeah. they two for one do when they killed your creature. Yeah, so. and if you're behind, it's terrible. Oh, you have like oh. one or two creatures on board, and you're on the def- defensive, and you top deck this, it's awful. Right, you're never gonna hit the play. Yeah, yeah. just terrible. So that's a card. <laughs> Giant Spider, green three, two, four, reach. Getting its first reprints in the uh, non-core set, I believe. Very exciting. Um, yes. I, I like Giant Spider. Always good It's really green, annoying. Because green, you always lose to flyers. So yeah, it's just a big, big butt. Play them if yeah. you're in green. <laughs> Not as good as like the three mana one four, but still good. 
Mm. Yeah. They've seen like three mana, one force yeah. spiders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mighty Leap is white, one instant. Target creature gets plus two, plus two, and gains flying until end of turn. Eh, good trick. Yeah. These that... trick. Yeah, combat it... trick. They think they're getting through with their flyer. Not today. Also pretty good for a breaking board stall sometimes. If you think you're going to you know, be in a board stall-y situation, mm. you can just leap over their stuff and kill them. Yeah, well, you know, especially if we... And we'll see more of this, but we were saying there's more high toughness creatures in this set. So if we think there's a lot of high toughness, maybe on the ground, maybe you just need a little bit more to get through mm-hmm. and to fly over, that that could be board stall breaking. Yeah. Our next card is Ancient Crab. You guessed it. This is blue. Blue, blue one for a one five. Yep. That's it. It's uh, if you're playing a slow controlly deck, uh, I, I might let want this card in there. I once drafted a deck in cons that was just like walls of i think it was cons cons block at least i think wall of frost was in that set wall oh. of frost a couple other like oh 015s or oh fives and stuff and pearl lake ancient and i would either mill them out or beat them down with pearl lake sweet deck next is cursed minotaur black two for a zombie minotaur it's a three two menace i i think it's good i like this in an aggressive deck like black red uh, i could see playing this they have to double block and you get your choice of what to kill um or they don't block and they start taking three a turn. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. And I like the art. Definitely go check it out. It's very like, I don't know, creepy. <laughs> uh, next up, Dune Beetle. Black one for a one four. Yeah, black's getting one fours now? Since when does that happen? Yeah. I, that's that's To me, that seems new. I don't think that's black like got... That's blue thing. And yeah. white. White blue, with their tassels. Right. I don't know. I'm a little surprised that black is getting two mana one fours at common. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, we'll see. Oh, yeah. next up. This card's so cool. Fling. I really like Fling. That Fling is back. It's red one instant. Oh, it's back. It, it's an old card? Yeah. Oh. Fling's been a couple times. Yeah, so red one instant. As an additional cost to cast Fling, sack a creature. It deals damage equal to the sacrifice creature's power to target creature or player. This is this is just, like, so good. Like, there, it's so versatile. You can use it to kill your opponent out of nowhere, especially in a board stall. You can use it to do combat shenanigans where, like, you sack one of your blocked creatures to like kill something, where you sack a creature that has um, a dies trigger, and you get the dies mm. trigger plus the damage, or an ETB trigger, so you're not uh, down on card advantage. There's so many ways to use it. You could even fling an, an embalm creature into the graveyard, then embalm it back. Um, I, I really like fling. Totally agree. And it's at it's at common. Yeah, I think oh, that's going to be I'm really good. I'm pretty excited for that. Looking forward to flinging some uh, big creatures at people. You don't want to fling the little ones? One damage. Hey, sometimes that's all you need. I've killed a lot of people with shock in uh, standard. Yeah. Just from being like, shock you. You yeah. did. Sometimes it's that's close. Yeah. All right, next up. Not a shock snap shock. I wish they reprint Snapcaster. Yeah. Not as good as bolt snap bolt, but I'll take it. <laughs> all right. Next up, Hyena Pack. This is red, red two for three, four. Pretty solid. Yeah. This know. is like a body I'm happy with. Uh, yeah. It's a good rate. In limited. In limited. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, we're talking obviously. about limited. And uh, that, that's kind of it. All right. Spidery Grasp. Green three, instant, untapped target green creature. Two. Oh, oh, that's better. Yeah. Green two, yes. green two. Untapped target creature. <clears throat> Exert. Um, it gains plus two, plus four, and gains reach until end of turn. Yeah, so in limited, this is a good, extra good because of Exert. I don't think this makes the. Uh, jump over to constructed but it's a good trick and limited i like it it kills stuff and uh untap stuff for exert um you you maybe so like uh once in a while what was it there was this uh 
I forget. There was a uh, this was like in Etherworks Marvel Standard. Um, a friend of mine was playing Emerge, some Emerge Team or Emerge or something. Maybe this was before Etherworks Marvel. On Team or Emerge, and uh, his deck was strong but weak to flyers, and at the time there were a bunch of flyers, um, and he started running out of the sideboard the spider that gets plus two plus oh when it blocks like a one three or one four oh, yeah. and it was really good uh and it's he would so side random. it in yeah it's random but like once in a while one of these cards like right. due to a very specific metagame one of these cards becomes good um but yeah realistically mostly playing standard but i think in limited it's a pretty cool trick yeah definitely our next card is a drake this is angler drake blue blue four for a 4-4 flying, when it enters the battlefield, you may return target creature to its owner's hand. I uh, I always like stuff like that. the bouncing things. So good. Uh, I think that Angler Drake, um, first of all, it will free kill Embalm Tokens. Yeah. Um, it can return your own creature to your hand for if it has a good ETB. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also use it to just gain tempo and bounce one of their threats and make him replay one of their threats. Bounce an annoying blocker. Uh, bounce an attacker that's going to kill the next. Like this bounce is really good, and the fact that it's a four-four flying for six is not the best rate ever, but it's not a bad, terabad rate combined with the ability. Terabad. Terabad. I'm wow. coining. Well, it's not. It's already a thing, but like, I'm taking it for this season, this spoiler season. Yeah, you just have to remember this is not like Reflector Mage. They can play it the next turn, but they do have to spend the mana. Reflector Mage. I know. <sighs> May he rest in peace. All right, so Grave Digger. Speaking Yay. of Reflector Mage, what a classic reprint! This is the kind of thing we got in corsets. I, I Grave Digger is great. It's black three for a two two ETB. Return a creature from your graveyard to your hand. It's just good. It's like good in the late game. It's fine in the early game. Not great, but fine. Love it. Solid yeah. reprint. Zombie relevant type. Got uh, Miasma Mummy next. Black one for a two two Zombie Jackal. When it enters the battlefield, each player discards a card. Great if you have embalmed things to discard. And it sounds like, you know, you can get some stuff back with the Gravedigger. Yeah, there, it has some interaction graveyard. with the split cards. Oh, yeah, that too. <clears throat> um, extra good if your opponent's on a mulligan. Uh, I like it with, uh, think, picture this, picture this. Now, our, our longtime viewers will know I'm a big fan of Eldrazi Displacer. Oh, are you? Oh, I am. So imagine that you go... And you lock them out where you have this thing and displacer. And then you get them out of rid of cards. And then every turn, draw step, blink, discard it. Boom. How do you lose? Right. Well, you better already have stuff on your board because you're oh, yeah, discarding you're, too. You're in a proactive control deck. Like uh-huh. black, black, white creature control. Proactive you know? control with embalm. And so all the cards that you discard oh become gosh. tokens. So good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that won't. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know. I can dream. <laughs> Uh, our next card is Unwavering Initiate. This is white 2 for 3-2 Vigilance, which is fine. Its embalm rate is white 4, which is pretty hefty. But again, if you have nothing to do in late game, you're drawing nothing. This is great. Yeah. Uh, this is something that I'll look to like. I would play this as a way to kind of kill a creature and then maybe kill another creature. Like 3 right. power is sufficient to trade with some stuff. Though, again, caveat, like we've been seeing more high toughness stuff with four or five. But um, it, like it, it applies pressure decently, and I'm usually happy, I think, to trade this with a, one of their creatures and then just bring it back. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Even Mind Sensor in standard, folks. It's white two for a two one flash flying. If an opponent would search a library, that player searches the top four cards of that library instead. Right now, this does not seem relevant for standard, except like if all of a sudden you saw traverse decks become really big, then like this could be sideboard hate where you they go traverse and you flash it in and they get to look for their top four cards and hope that there's something decent there. Yeah, um, that, that's good sideboard. Yeah, real, really though, it's a nice reprint for Modern, um, and that's about it. We'll have to see if they print any crazy tutor cards or like Fetchland-esque things, mm-hmm. but other than that, it's, I don't know, it's not really relevant for Standard. Yeah. Next is Renewed Faith. This is White 3. Well, what am I doing with the Yeah, you keep upping here? it by one every I'm time. I'm trying to make it more expensive format. <laughs> it's White 2. White 2, instant, gains its life. Cycle for 2, it's White 1, and uh, if you cycle it, you gain 2 life. Uh, I I like this. Really? Yep. What? Because I, I like, I, here's I just, the here's the challenge. All right. The challenge in uh, a white control deck is when you are facing down an aggro slash burn deck is like how do you live long enough to get into the late game to win um, while not like running out of cards or like card parity, right? So we that's why creatures. So like in standard, um, creatures that enter the battlefield and gain you life, uh, such as like Nyx Fleece Ram. Um, mm. Or there's another one. There's like a one three that gained you three or four life when it came in. I forget what it was. Uh, it was nice. This card is I like it because if you feel like uh, you the life is going to be like you really need the life, you can cast it for three and get get the six. Um, otherwise, you can just cycle it. You still gain two life, which is helpful, um, but it draws you into a new card and you're not down at all. Um, I, I don't know that like the deck exists right now that this would be great against, but I think if the format shifts in the future, it's a card to keep in mind as sideboard. Yeah. All right. I, I see your argument for it. I, I don't see this as... And it's as... an instant, which is nice. Oh, definitely. Right. You can hold up, like, if you have other stuff, if you have counter magic, and then if they don't do anything super threatening, you can cycle at instant speed, right? Yeah. Yeah. So cycle end of their turn or gain six life, whatever you need to do. Yeah, so I see it in that context. I guess I'm thinking more of like, you know, because I play creatures. In your average, like, creature deck, this is not worth it. But, like, it doesn't go in a creature deck. Right, right, right. So that's that's why I saw it as bad and you saw it as good. Yeah, I mean, I just think anytime a new card comes out, you have to evaluate it in terms of, like, all possible contexts. Um, so, yeah, like, I don't think this card should be evaluated in terms of creature decks and being right. bad. Like, it's, it'll be good in a very specific scenario in a sideboard, and that's it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, what's the next card? This is Prowling Serpopard. Serpopard. You like, you like Serpopards? You a big a fan? Serpent We have the secret. You're the, you the Serpopard Tribal fanatic who've been finally well, begging wizards to print Serpopard Tribal all these well, years, and they've finally done it? I'm just saying, if you play Prowling Serpopard, and then... The Bander, and then the Snake, Winded Constrictor. And Felidar Guardian. Yeah, you can just play Cat Snake Cat Tribal. Oh! With its leader, Serpopard. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Now, does this sound like a coherent strategy? Yes. That's right. Okay. <laughs> At least flavor-wise. And what does the card do? Where's right. this crazy synergy with Felidar Guardian and Winding Constrictor? Yeah. ETB, Let me get like 10 counters on creatures control. Oh no. It's... Blink it with Guardian and Snack out and you get 20. <laughs> Far more relevant that's than totally that. That's totally how Snack works too. You yeah. get 20 and double <laughs> yeah, that, it. That's yeah. how it works. It's um, green, green one for a 4-3. Can't be countered. And creature spells you control can't be countered. Okay. Yeah, you see the Snack... 
I think so. This card's so good because right now, like, if you look at standard, it's all counter wars. Right. right? I mean, like, it's like mid range so decks and control, control decks. Like you can't put down any Yeah, creatures. and this is the tool that mid range decks needed to come back. <sighs> Thank goodness. Um, so, uh, okay. Here's here's what I think when I see this. Like, right now, card's terrible. Um, it's just not relevant. Yeah, Three toughness is bad. Um, and I dream of a day when this card is good because it means that we have decent counter spells. And I'm optimistic that like maybe Wizards is gonna do something this set because all the blue masterpieces are counter spells. So hopefully the blue god does something with counter spells. And then this thing, like why would you print this unless you think there's some kind of a need for it? This seems like a very utility card. Yeah, definitely. Um, my one complaint, and maybe this makes it too strong, I wish it had flash. Yeah, that would be. It had flash, and you go, good. like, you get to cast some creature, they counter it, and then you cast this, and now can't be countered. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. It'd be sweet. But this is very good. It, it is very good uh, in, course, in that kind of metagame. Right, right, right. cyborg card. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if they print a bunch of counter spells. I like also that it's in green, and you can protect it with a blossoming defense. Yeah. Blossoming defense is still still a card. Good card. Sure, sure is. <laughs> You've been playing it recently, haven't I you? Ha- oh my gosh, it's just been sick. People are like, disintegrate? And I'm like, no. Yeah, those people, disintegrate people are me. I'm like, yeah. disintegrate. It's just, and they're just so shocked. I mean, no, oh, some people. Oh, no, that was good. <laughs> and you didn't even mean to do it. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well our done, last, Katie. Our last item finally of finally the- getting it. Finally yeah. catching on. Our last item of the evening are the cycle lands. Yay. Long awaited by some. Every time uh, Cycle comes back, people are like, ooh, Cycle Lands, will we get them? Finally, we do. So Cycle Lands, uh, there's a Cycle, Scattered Grove is green-white, Sheltered Thicket is red-green, Canyon Slow, Sloth. I wonder how you say that. I'm going to look it up right now just for you guys so that uh, I won't get made fun of too much for saying it wrong. Um, Slew? 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 Uh, what does it rhyme oh, with? Oh, I think it's slew. You think it's slew? Yeah, like a slew of stuff. That no, it's a it's a swamp. A slew is like a swamp. Uh, that's what the dictionary is telling me. Okay. Uh, we're gonna see if maybe we can find a video uh, of someone pronouncing it. Let's see. Let's go slew pronunciation. I think we're gonna cut some of this. You think we're gonna cut this? I think our viewers really want to know how we do our journalism this is our behind the behind the scenes work yeah let's let's see so how to pronounce slew i'm finding this on youtube here we go sloth as in snakeskin otherwise slough also american slew all right basically pronounce it however however you want want. that's what youtube told (laughs) us i'll be pronouncing it slush no no it didn't it didn't give that option can't do that it's however i want okay so i'm going to call this canyon slew then yeah. Uh, so Canyon Slough, Fetid Pools, and Irrigated Farmland. Those are all easy to say. They should have stuck with that easy to say theme. Um, so these all enter the battlefield tapped. Uh, they have basic types. So they are Island Swamp and Swamp Mountain, etc. And you can cycle them for two. So uh, we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but relevant to modern because they are fetchable and they help control decks because you can cycle them. Um, and in standard, these are just, they're good. They're going to allow like decks i don't know like decks like grixis like the allied colored decks will get a little bit better because they have access to these lands that will help them um cycle lands are are really good and the downside of coming in tapped sure but cycling is such a high upside that it's hard not to play these yeah i'm very excited whenever they have land mechanics that makes flooding feel less bad 
I'm excited. Like when we had landfall, landfall, you know, then you were actually sometimes wanting to draw a land in the late game. And you're not going to want to draw this necessarily in the late game, but you're not going to hate it because you can just cycle it away and go get something else, right? And you'll have the mana to cycle it and probably cast the card that you got. So I'm very excited about these in um, standard and in limited because they're just going to feel, you know, a little slow early, but great late. Definitely. So that's it for our spoilers so far. We're going to give probably a bunch tomorrow. Uh, Marrow's hinted that we're going to get the gods tomorrow, so we'll have some fun reviews. Though you won't be here, will you? No, who's, but you'll have a, a special guest. It's Min! Yay! You might remember Min from last season. He came in, he reviewed some cards with us, good time. But you'll be back on Wednesday, a uh, Tuesday, uh, correct? Yes. Tuesday? Excellent, good, good, good. Um, cool, and we'll have some more guests as well joining us. Uh, my friend Brian will join us on Tuesday, and... Maybe more people down the road. So we have an exciting two weeks planned out for you. And Lots by planned of... out, we mean nothing at all is planned about it except that we're going to talk about cards. Yeah, lots of different perspectives and uh, lots of new cards and flavor. That's right. So, Katie, last thing before we go, what, what what's your hope? What, what do you hope comes out of Amonkhet? Oh, I'm mostly hoping for bands so standard gets better. But <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, and and I wanna, what I really want is a mid-range deck. My heart, I love mid-range. Like, you know, when the board gets too clogged, that's really frustrating. Like, it just feels like it could go on forever. But that also feels like those are the games where you have the nose back and forth. So I've really enjoyed playing Black Green because even though it doesn't really feel like a Tier 1 deck anymore, I have really interactive games with my opponents. They're very back and forth. It feels terrible when you're playing against Sahili. You've got the edge. They're down to two. And then they top deck the combo. And you're like, okay, great. Like, nothing I've done previously matters. Yeah. I think that preserving that preserving that feeling that you've made a whole bunch of decisions up to po- this this end game point, and then none of the all those decisions are made irrelevant, uh, which we saw with Emrakul to some degree, right. especially the turn four Emrakul is stupid off Marvel. Yeah, uh, and we're seeing it again, kind of with the Felidar Guardian combo, and even and I, I so it's hard because there really are I feel like two kinds of games in Standard right now where if you're on Sahili and or Mardu. Those are really the two big options, and I think that like there's an argument for the Black Green Energy deck is is a fine choice as well, but it's not in the same league yeah. as the top two. Uh, is there? You definitely have decks that are very decision intensive and skill intensive when you're playing them, but the fact that you can only have those kinds of games if you're playing those two decks, I think, is a, a flaw of the format. And additionally, there like there's also games where are are complete opposite of that. Like, there are games I've played on Mardu where you just go, turn one Exemplar, turn two Heart, turn three Thalia, turn four Gideon, turn five Avacyn. You just play your cards on curve like you are supposed to, and then you win. Right. Because all your threats are overpowered. Like, and those games are not fun um, right. I for mean, people and, you who want to play games that require more, more decision Yes. Yeah. It's okay for decks to have a nut draw. Yeah, I think sure. that's, like, that's natural. But, like, you know, Mardu has a lot. I don't know. It has a very good curve. Mardu's nut draw is very nutty. Yeah. It's nuttier than pretty much anything else. And there's a, an, a thing on Reddit. It was like an FNM at some point. I know it's only an FNM, but it was a modern FNM. Some guy 3-0'd with Mardu vehicles. <laughs> In modern? <laughs> In modern. Because, That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what I hope to see from Amonkhet is, uh, with or without bands, I think bands are good, I would like to see in uh, one of them, one of these, or multiples, instant speed board wipe. That is, like, uh, good. We just saw one. No, we didn't. Is That's not an instant speed? The white, no, white, two? The white, white, two is a sorcery. Oh, 
All right, never mind. Um, yeah, most board wipes are sorceries. So I want to see either an instant speed board wipe. I, it can be at five mana, six mana, whatever. Just give it to me an instant speed. <laughs> I'd or or I'd like to see a very flexible answer, something mm. like destroy target. I don't know, destroy target non-creature permanent would be nice. Even if that's in like green black or something. Like oh, I mean, that wouldn't be in black meat in, in green, but. Uh, something like that, or like green white, or not green white, black white could do that. Uh, d- yeah, so destroy your non-creature permanent, or like a pithing needle would be great. Here's downfall would be great. Like any of these, I just want a flexible answer, or I want even um, if it's not a, an instant planar cleansing. What's white, that? It's a white, white, white three sorcery destroy all non-creature. Uh, sorry, non-land permanents. Oh wow! I'd love that'd be so good because it gets rid of vehicles, gets rid of planeswalkers, gets rid of creatures. And like it's it's not a it's six mana which is a lot. It means you're spending all of your turn doing that. You're tapping out to do that. And with embalm and scrap heap and stuff, they can come back. So I, I think it's a, it'd be a reasonable card. Yeah. Um, Avison gives indestructible. And that'd be a blowout. So like there's reasonable cards. Um. I, I, so I'd like to see something like that. I think. Yeah. You know, standard. I think it's reasonable. Like hopefully they do have some backwards hate in this set. You know, because they know that um, Kaladesh will still be around. So they should at least have answers for vehicles yeah yeah we'll, we'll see a little worrisome though because like i wonder whether even mind sensors in standard because they thought like emercool you know the emercool's still around so traverse decks are probably still good so this is maybe gonna check the traverse decks and then yeah. uh you know they weren't planning on gideon still being around and right. gideon's just so strong yeah uh, i'm curious what are you expecting for the gods and what do you think of the idea of devotion um i i really like devotion as a mechanic i kind of think it stays in theros it should stay mm-hmm. in theros i could see having um to de- devotion just be for the five gods here and no other cards but like then it feels like maybe you're like the cost of adding an additional mechanic and like all the comprehension and for like new players that goes along with that and like now you have another thing to track you have to track mana symbols in addition to tracking graveyard in addition to tracking card types in addition to tracking like and which cards have embalm, which cards have flashback, minus one counter. Yeah, so many exert, stuff. So yeah. it seems like a high cost for like a low payoff of these five cards. So I actually don't think the gods will be devotion-based. I could be wrong, um, but I don't think they will be. Um, I do think they will be pushed because that's what we have seen is that <laughs> the, the face cards sets. of the set have been pushed. Uh, well, except for Sahili, who sucked until she got a combo. Yep, accidentally, <laughs> which they didn't plan on. Um, yeah. So uh, there's usually, like, if you look at the five Theros gods, right, um, it went going through them. Heliod saw almost no play. Uh, Thassa saw play mono blue devotion. It's very mm. strong mono blue devotion. Um, Erebos saw some play in uh, was it in mono black devotion? Uh, maybe like it's a one of in constellation um, and was like fine, not super great, but like was like, a nice way to break uh, kind of mirrors. I think the card draw was good. Uh, what was it? Then Perforos. Oh, I remember Perforos. Yeah, saw basically no play. And uh, Nylea saw oh, yeah, play as like a one-of in Monogreen Devotion. Yeah, see, I don't remember these very well, so I can tell they weren't that played. Yeah, none of the gods were like super played. Yeah. Which I, I think is a little bit disappointing. Except for, I mean, like, Thassa, you saw a lot of Thassa in Monogreen. Sure, she was sure. She was very big. So I, I expect that the gods this time around will be pretty push. A little bit more push. I, I hope maybe they're starting to learn that maybe we shouldn't push cards quite so hard. Uh, and I don't think all five will be home runs and see play in every deck. Yeah. But I think it's a reasonable to expect uh, at least one to be super played, and like two to be pretty common, and like two to be 
you know, narrow and a certain decks want them and that's it. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really wondering how they're going to make them feel different because I kind of agree with you that I don't think they're going to bring Devotion back. Um, or, yeah, so if they don't do that, how do they make the gods feel like unique? Gods. Like gods, yeah. Like gods, right. So... Because they can't just be, like, creature. Like, oh, I cast a 6-6. Six, six. Right, that doesn't, like... I mean, I sure, they'll go, be legendary, so that's, yeah. you know, like... You could go the, like, super epic direction and have them all cost, like, eight. But then, like, that's going to mean that they don't see much play. Right. Well, didn't they... I mean, in the... Weren't they enchantments until you had enough creatures? Yeah. So, I mean, something depending on the number of creatures could be possible. Like, they need enough creatures to worship them. It's like a spin-on devotion that doesn't have a name. Exactly, right. It wouldn't count mana symbols, but it would count, like... You know devotees sure sure yeah that, that could be could yeah. be maybe they're like tribal maybe uh you know the snake god needs five snakes or serpopods or well serpopods would be oh well if there's snake cats then uh that would count for like both the green or the black or mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. if there's a cat god I'm calling snake. it now cat god cat god yeah <laughs> well we'll see um hopefully we'll get those tomorrow uh, and min and i will excitedly share our thoughts on those Okay, well, that's about it. Uh, once again, thanks to our sponsors, uh, New England Comics. You can check them out at NEC Brookline on Facebook or NEC Coolidge on Facebook. Um, come and play some magic there. Uh, and and Flipside Gaming at flipsidegaming.com. So we have two more weeks coming up of this, so be sure to tune in. We're uh, on Facebook. Um, oh, wait. Well, I mean, if you're friends with us on Facebook, we're there. But... <laughs> You know, we don't have a spoilers in Facebook. But we are on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash spoiler season, and available on iTunes at an iTunes store near you. Yeah, your phone. Uh, also it's Twitter and Tumblr. Yeah. You can even you can follow uh do you wanna give do you have a Twitter? You don't have a Twitter. You can even follow me on Twitter at uh at Ryan Normandin. Uh, I got the I was the cool guy who got the original Ryan Normandin tag on Twitter. So like I don't have to do any like the real Ryan Normandin or Ryan Normandin one two three. I get yeah. to be Ryan Normandin. It's great. Side note: There is a website where you can look up how many people have your name. That's in weird. The US. Wait, have my name like the same name? as Yeah, me? I can't remember the name of the website, but I looked it up. There's like a ton and ton of people with my first name, a good amount of people with my last name. There is one of me in the U.S. One Catherine Normandin. Yeah, no one else has my name according to this website. Wow. Yeah. I think it's like how many of me are there dot com. Like it's like something really cool. It's See, very specific. Listen to us for the spoilers. You come for the spoilers and you stay for the cool websites that we share with you. <laughs> uh, so that's it for this week. I'm Ryan. Not the week today. Uh, that's what I mean for today. I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler, spoiler Season. season.